0: This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of the program. I want to thank Bill Lindsay for stopping by to, uh, to help us out with Hour 1. Also, Gary Galley helping us out with Hour 1 as well from the NHL on Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Don't forget tonight, 7.30 Eastern is a pregame show. Hockey Central with your host, Ron McClain. And then the puck drops in Dallas just after 8 o'clock. The Dallas Stars look to stave off elimination without Jamie Benn as they face off against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas up 3-0 in this best of seven. Uh, Elliot Friedman with me to kick kickoff hour two. Hello, Fridge. How are you?
0: I'm good, Merrick. Uh, I'm really good. and I want to wish you congratulations on your Champions League rulebook success.
1: <laughs> I haven't mentioned it. I, uh, I, I know you thought I might be already doing a victory lap, but while we're there... So what Elliot's referring to, and I think, Elliot, I think you're on board with me on this one. So let me just explain to the listeners and the viewers here. All my life, I've wanted to be able to to make a rule change or just come up with something that would affect hockey. Because, Elliot, as you know, my wife likes to remind me, Jeff, you don't do anything. All you do is talk about things that other people do. And she's right. Yeah. So I've always wanted to get a make a rule change or impact the game in some way. So I've been banging the drum about the idea of shorthanded goals erasing minor penalties. I just yep. think that it's a, it's a cool thing and it's a momentum swing and the visual is awesome and some teams can really go the extra mile with it, spotlight on the penalty box or the goal celebration is pointing at the box and the door opens and there's a big celebration. Anyway... Um, and I've been banging the drum and I've mentioned it to people around the NHL and the uh, the Champions League in Europe have uh, enacted three on ice rule changes. That is one of them. Uh, the other two is minor penalties uh, will be served even if a goal is scored while a delayed penalty is pending. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've wondered about this one, too. And the one thing that I've wondered about is how many penalty minutes many- have vanished. Or how many penalty minutes vanish at the end of the season because when a goal is scored, that penalty goes uh, goes away with it. And then uh, the uh, the idea of minor penalties are dealt with the same way as major penalties, i.e. it's the full two minutes. That's referred to, I guess, casually as the old Montreal Canadiens rule, the two-minute major. When it was two-minute majors, the Montreal Canadiens, whether it's Beliveau or Rocket or Elmer Locke, would fill the nets. And that would be the game. That's why they changed that rule. So I'm, I'm just happy that the Champions League, and we'll see how this goes. And I really hope that it works, Elliot. I hope that people like it. The Champions League is going to do this, so I'm pretty happy about that.
0: Well, I'm with you on that that penalty kill thing. If you score the goal, the penalty should be over. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on this. I, you know, I, I don't know about the other two. Uh, but I, you know, but the thing is, I like that someone's willing to try it. Like, to me, hmm. that's, uh, it's like, you'll gabba gabba. Try it, you'll like it. And, uh, you know, like, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. I like the fact that someone's willing to put themselves out there, but I'm with you on the penalty kill, a, a thousand percent.
1: I, I think it would be a really cool visual and just makes shorthanded goals that much more impactful. And I think it encourages teams to put out more aggressive penalty killers. Uh, which could lead to offense on both sides um, if you catch my drift. Okay. Um, oh, there's a lot of things I want to get to here with you today and we'll get to Dallas and Vegas here in a couple of seconds yeah, okay. and a lot of off ice stuff going on around the NHL. But what's been your main takeaway from this Florida Panthers run? Now they're into the Stanley Cup final. We can drill down on the game here in a couple of moments Four or one goal games. It doesn't really feel like a sweep, but it is. And now, Elliot, you know, it doesn't matter if Vegas wins or if Dallas wins, this will be a all-no-tax state Stanley Cup final. Uh, We had one a couple of years ago between Tampa and Dallas, a no-tax state Stanley Cup final, but that was the bubble, so I kind of give it the asterisks. But this is, you know, we keep talking about players wanting to go to no-tax states. Here's your no-tax state Stanley Cup final. Depending on, doesn't matter who wins, Vegas or Dallas. But your thoughts on what we just saw from the Panthers?
0: Well, first of all, I don't like to call it a no-tax final. I like to call it an all-tan final. That's oh, the way I'm looking at it. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I, I know you burn, Merrick. Like I know you redhead. You guys really burn.
1: No, you know what my wife calls me? My my Boy. wife. I, I was adopted into a Polish family, and she calls me the flag of Poland because I'm either all white or all red. There's like no middle ground in between. That's all. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like oh, that. That's a great line. Here really comes like the f- yeah, Claire, uh, Claire's great.
0: Um, you know, I, like I, like you know, it, we talked the other day on the pod about um about Calgary. What what did they ask all their potential GMs? They asked them why don't Canadian teams win? And you know, that was one of the things that came up, the taxes along with the pressure. And yeah. you've been very big on the weather, which I think is, you know, is very true. Um, you know, like, like I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I think that, I, I think the quality of hockey in this Stanley Cup final is going to be very good. Oh, yeah. Regardless, like, if, if Dallas pulls the comeback um, or not, it's Vegas, Florida... I think the quality of hockey will be very good and uh, we'll wait for it to happen. But I have some thoughts about it. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that this league has shifted in a way like the revenue, like the like, <laughs> the, the league cannot forget where its roots are and the league cannot forget where a lot of its financial muscle is. Mm-hmm. And that is in Canada. And you you should never kill the golden goose. Like, we've talked about this before. Canada's changing. It's getting better at other sports. It's, you know, it's getting better at soccer. It's getting better at basketball. It's getting better at other things. And you never want uh, your, you never want the country, which is a third of the NHL's financial muscle, to lose its interest in hockey. And I think the league would be very wise To remember that but from a purely competitive uh point of view jeff you know like whoever gets the stanley cup final deserves to go to the stanley cup final and i don't like complaining about that i don't like people complaining about oh well you know i'm not going to watch because it's florida versus vegas or whatever well you know what they earn the right to be there and i like i i I understand that there's certain teams don't have in Canada the star power of others, but you earn the right to get there, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to complain about that. If you make it to the Stanley Cup final, you have earned it. You deserve to be there. Yes, we know the narrative around Florida. Holy smokes! If Chicago beats Pittsburgh, none of this happens. Yeah. they were down, but yeah. you know what? They were down three nothing to three Bo- one to Boston. They beat them. They beat Toronto. They beat Carolina. Yes, as Rod Brindermore said, it was a really close series. At the end of the day, they don't, ask you how, they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. The Florida Panthers earned their trip there. Tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights have a chance to earn their trip there. As far as I'm concerned, it's all that matters. You earn your way there.
1: You know what I was thinking about last night after this uh, Florida Panthers win? The Brad Marchand breakaway. Brad, yeah, that's a good one too. The Brad Mar like there's there's so many cuz you mentioned the uh, the Chicago uh, Pittsburgh game and that's a great one and you know the 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 stops along the way and and the moments where it could have unraveled for the Florida Panthers. That save on Brad Marchand. That that's we're not here. We're not here if Brad yep. Marchand. There's, there's so many moments like that um for the for the Florida Panthers and I th- I think your point is an interesting one about, you know, listen, you you earn your way to the Stanley Cup and no one's going to make it easier for anybody. I know during the, uh, you know during during the uh, the the COVID season, we uh, and there was a Canadian division. We talked about this is a great opportunity for a Canadian team so to finally get into a Stanley Cup final. The chances are great, and the yep. Montreal Canadiens got there and ended up bowing out against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I, I don't know that this is ever going to be a situation where you know the NHL looks to try to massage things as much as possible. You know, like, if you look at um, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs post-expansion 67, there were all the expansion teams in one division, and then there were the, I don't want to call them the original six, I choose rather to call them the solvent six. There were the solvent six teams. Oh, my God. Only you. (laughs) Or the arbitrary six. You love solvent six. Come on. I, I, I don't think we'll ever see that. I just don't know what the league can do. To try to, you know, make sure that to your point, they don't, you know, shoot the,
0: the golden goose here. Yeah, uh, you know, like I, I, I just think you, you know, uh, you, you know, I, I listened to Barkley on Spitting Chicklets. Yep. He talked about games not being available enough on TV in the States. I think that's a big one. I love your road hockey idea. It's great. Like look, you just yeah, have hockey. to, you know, Play. we have to we have to we we still have to continue diversifying the sport. Um but also like there's financial concerns, like people are getting priced out of hockey. Like all these things are things like you have to repeatedly tackle. Mm-hmm. Um I know that there's a lot of people out there who think that the games are fixed against the Canadian teams. I'm not going there. I'm I'm not that person. Yeah. But, you know, like you know, like, like that—that's what—that to me was the best thing about last decade. Is that a whole bunch of long-suffering fans—Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Washington, uh, St. Louis, Boston, Chicago—they got rewarded. And I just believe that one time during your life, you should be rewarded for being a fan of a team, a true fan of a team so that's
1: all. those long-suffering vegas golden knights fans might finally <laughs> get their stanley cup um the jordan stall penalty didn't cost the carolina hurricanes i, this I didn't like it the like non-goalie it. interference call uh did not kill the carolina hurricanes season uh i didn't like the Jordan Stahl penalty I didn't whatsoever. Either. I didn't either. That moment, that play, that team, all of it, I catch myself and say, well, hold on a second. Are you just being, you know, you know, from the school they burned down to build the old school? That's how old school you're going about this one, Merrick. Like, that's a call in the first. That should be a call in the third. I just don't like it. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. Um, I would have been fine with a goalie interference penalty on that, but I understand why they didn't do it. Uh, your thoughts on how those f- last two minutes played themselves out last night?
0: Well, first on the goalie interference, like I always defer to Kelly. I, like he's the guy I defer to. I understand that on the TNT panel, uh, Henrik Lundqvist didn't like it. Yeah, I saw Mike McKenna on Twitter; he didn't, didn't like, like it. it. Yeah. And these are all these are all goalies. I, I understand. Kelly Rudy, uh, you know, I sit two seats over from him last night. And he said after watching it, he wasn't convinced. And, you know, like, you know, like, Kelly is, Kelly leans towards the goalies, right? I like to jokingly call him the goalie apologist. If Kelly Rudy's going to sit there in that moment and say he's not sure if it's goalie interference, I'm going to defer to Kelly. Uh, I I will. I mean, I thought it was. Like, I'll be honest. I thought when I first saw that, I thought it was coming back. Um, you You know, Jeff, my... My feeling is that they don't want goals coming off unless they absolutely know. Yeah. And if Kelly Rudy is sitting there and saying, I'm not sure, then they have reason to count that goal. I didn't like the penalty. <laughs> Look, like, like, you know, to me, Florida's winning this series anyway. Yep. I don't think that's a really bold statement. But I do think that if you're going to shorthand Carolina in that situation, you you have to... You know it's got to be egregious. And you know if when the players last met with the competition committee, um, whenever it was, and they were talking about the rule book, mm-hmm. um, I heard that what players like Connor McDavid said was just be consistent, enforce the rule book consistently. And I think if and what players will say to you is when a call is being made like that all night long and it doesn't get made or a call isn't being made like that all night long, and yeah. then it gets made. And if you look at that night, um, there were a lot of times in the last... Like, they were being really strict early, which is fine, but they were really lax late. And then all of a sudden, this call got made out of nowhere. Like, that's what drives people crazy. The, and, you know, I I understand that.
1: The, the only thing that I come back to on this one as... As maybe a partial defense of the officials on this call. And again, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I'm trying to figure, okay, so what are they seeing here? And the only thing I can come up with is they don't want an infraction that leads to a turnover that close to the net. Like if it were if it were up uh, if it were I, I if, thought about that if it were up the I ice a little bit that. more, if we were outside of the offensive zone, maybe it wouldn't be called, but because it was so close to the nets, maybe that's the logic behind your calling that you know
0: I, I look I looked at the play once after, and doesn't is it I can't remember who the panther is, who's on the sideboards? Maybe it was Forsling, but I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. But the puck kind of goes to him. Yes. And I know, and I know there's a hurricane uh, bearing down on him. But it's not like like I've seen that call when a guy gets tripped and the puck like and a guy the puck goes right to a hurricane in the slot, and then that call gets made. Yeah. And I, I'm more okay with that. But did you see any real? direct no imminent danger coming out of that no I just why I disagree again I
1: I I don't like it and your point is the right one the puck squirts to a Florida Panther player and the escape out of the zone is right there I just think that it might just be instinctive puck too close to net puck too close to net must call I I, I don't know I I don't want to grouse too much about about a call here but this was going to be the Florida Panthers series. Um, you know, yeah, non- so they were going
0: to win, and they earned it. And, and, like, they earned it. Like I said, I, I don't like this complaining over a, um, out of a southern U.S. final. Like, you're going to get that. You're not always going to get like, – like, like, the NBA, this always used to come from the NBA yeah. um, because David Stern, like, they'd say he'd fix it. Oh, Boston, L.A. again. Like, well – like, look at the rosters. One team has Larry Bird, and one team has Magic Johnson. Like you earn it, mm. and uh, I just think that uh, I just think that Florida earned it, and we can talk about that call. But you know, they deserve their trip there, and so, so does whoever wins at the other side.
1: So I remember having a conversation a couple of years ago with Matthew Kachuk, and I said, "Is there one piece of equipment that you used to own that you wish you still had?" And he said, "Yes." He said, and you saw it. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you guys were doing, you and Colby and, and Todd were doing the, uh, the Memorial Cup in 2016. This is when it was in Red Deer. And Matthew Kachuk scored the overtime winner. The London Knights win the Memorial Cup. And he said he got to the dressing room and right away, whomever was there from the Hockey Hall of Fame grabbed his stick. And it's in either the Hall of Fame or the Hockey Hall of Fame Resource Center. And I said, you know what? I really wish I had that stick back. I really wish I had that, which really does underscore one thing. Matthew Kachuk is once again like cementing this reputation as one of the big game players in the yeah. NHL. And you know, afterwards, Paul Maurice is saying, I I can't figure it out with this guy. He's just there for the big moments. He's there for the big goals. He was for the London Knights, the Memorial Cup. He has been for the Florida Panthers. And we'll see what happens in the Stanley Cup final. But either way, a, th- a thought on Matthew Kachuk here.
0: Well, first of all, like, you know, sometimes in the playoffs, your 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 award choices get validated, and sometimes they, they get made to look, like, just terrible. Yeah. Um, Ma- Matthew Kachuk... For those of us who voted for him, and he's a finalist for the for the Hart Trophy, he's like if there was any question that he validated that, uh, th- if there's any question it was deserved, I'm sure there wasn't much. He validated it. Like he yeah. is he has had a Hart Trophy run uh, in the playoffs, and he's been fantastic, um, very deserving of all the accolades he's received. Scored some huge goals. And I'm I'm sure on some level he wanted to point at the door last night when he scored with four seconds Still left, in regulation. left. Still time Still <laughs> time. But yeah, you. you and he, actually, that's what I loved about Maurice. Like he was, he he was yelling and screaming about how hey, everybody, calm down. Like that's what the coach is supposed to do. Yeah. Um. You know, the the thing that's interesting to me about Kachuk is, I got a text this morning. We've talked about this a little bit, Jeff. Um, about last year, the way the Oilers felt about Kachuk, yep. they felt that when Evander Kane said, "I'm taking this guy out of the series," uh, I guess he, like internally or whatever it was happened In there. It happened. Like yep. Evander Kane took Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk uh, taunted Kane once. Kane was like, "This is over," and it was like it was basically over. They felt that they felt that team took Kachuk out of that series and he was never the same player as a lot of the flames were after game 2 mm-hmm. that to me was like the other player texted me back this morning and said nobody has taken Kachuk out of these playoffs this year he simply has not allowed it to happen and yeah. you know he said like that's the biggest difference is that Kachuk whatever lesson he needed to learn after last year, he's learned it. And, Mm. you know, good on him. Like, good on him. He has been... Like, there's a debate, like, if you're voting for Florida, who are you voting for, Conn Smythe? Like, if I was voting today and I had to vote today knowing there's still a series left, I'm voting for Bobrovsky. I think he's he's the reason. But it's not like it's an easy vote. It's not like... If someone says, I'm voting for Kachuk, it's not like I'm going to be writing a column or wasting bandwidth hammering for hammering them for it. It's a great pick. He's been phenomenal.
1: He really has. Um, one of the questions, and we'll do more on this on the, on the podcast later on tonight, but just a, a quick thought on what's next for the Carolina hurricanes. Like there are like, they have a lot of guys who are either whose contracts are expiring, um, whether it's uh, Jordan Stahl or Max Pacioretty, et cetera. And there are a lot of players that are on contracts that expire after next season, and Exhibit A will be Sebastian Aho. The other expiring contracts, uh, Antti Ranta and, and Freddie Anderson, are two whoppers. I think we all understand that Kachetkov down the road is going to be, you know, the the main goaltender here with the Carolina yep. Hurricanes. But you know, you're Don Waddell. What's the what's the first order of business after the the morning is over? Uh,
0: I think the um, you know I, I think the first thing you do is that you. I I think the first thing has to be Ajo. I I think that is it. I, you know, like I I think he's your guy, and I think you just have to have a general idea of what, like we're expecting the cap to go up one million. Yeah. And I think teams are expecting the cap next year. They're kind of being told to expect it to be around eighty-seven or eighty-eight, like in that area. So I just think you have to have an idea of what Ahum was thinking. Can you sign him now or can you sign him later? Uh, like, what's he thinking? Number two, which goalie is staying with him? Mm. Um, so, like, that with Kachekov, I think you're right. They signed him four times, too. Yep. He's one of their guys. Like, who's staying with him? Is it Raunters or Anderson? And I have to say that, like, these were the best. Like, last night, I know he got beat four times. Like, Anderson last night, like, they could have lost 8 nothing that game after the first two minutes. They'd given up a goal. Slavin was out of the game. They were on the penalty kill again. Like, that had 8 nothing written all over it. And I thought Anderson really saved them. One of his best big game performances, I thought. Yep. So, like, that, that to me is your, your second biggest question. Now, you also know something about Carolina. They have a limit. They let Dougie Hamilton walk. They've let other people walk. So I think to me, part of the question is, it's not only what the players want, it's what Carolina places his value on you. Here- what are they willing to do with Anderson? Okay. And what are they willing to do with Ajo? I'm really glad you
1: said that. Because here's what I wonder about. After last night, I'm so glad you got us here. So here's what I wonder about, Elliot, because you're right, and we've seen it, whether it's with, you know, the contract for Rod Brindamore, whether it's Dougie Hamilton, whether it's, you know, any number of players. This is an organization that places value and has a number for everyone, and they will not go above that. But they're in a position now where, once again, they've been expected and been one of the teams that we all thought could win a Stanley Cup, and they've fallen short. Do you think? And I know maybe the obvious answer is Tom Dundon will not change, but do yeah. you think they need to amend that idea of you know what? Maybe we, or maybe the value we place on players is too low, or maybe in our minds we need to, in our minds, start to overpay. Because there's an obvious hump that we can't get over here.
0: You know, I, I think that with, I don't think he'll change too much, but you know the one thing I think he will do is I think he will bend for certain players. Um, you know, like Svechnikov, they got a deal, uh, they got a long-term deal done. Yep. but that had its challenges. and you know, initially, he turned them down. And so they moved a bit. Like, they did. Um, like, Aho, I think he's theirs. Like, he's yep. their guy, right? Like, I think there's going to be a willingness to move more for a guy like that than maybe some other situations. Now, does it mean, you know, he's going to be an $11 billion player? No. Right. Like, there is a limit. But I think, like, it, it's very clear to me that... Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes had an emotional tie to Aho that they did not, or no, sorry, to Svechnikov, that they did not have to say Dougie Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I think what happens is you, you move a little bit for certain people. And I think for Aho, you move. You know, the one thing about Carolina seems to be one of these teams with goalies that says you don't, Blow your brains out on a goalie, Yep. And so I don't know, Jeff, that that's going to change
1: too much. Well, the irony is they just got beaten by a team that said, "Yeah, we are going to blow our brains out on a goaltender." And Bobrovsky's, you know, maybe may on en route to winning a con Smythe Trophy here. Yeah, um, you're right. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna spend more time on this on the podcast later on tonight. Once the Dallas Vegas game is over, we'll talk more about what's next for Carolina and. You know, as we're doing team autopsies, we may have the the cadaver gloves out for two teams here. What do you look for tonight between Vegas and Dallas? No Jamie Benn, as we know, two-game suspension uh, for his cross-check to the head of Mark Stone. What do you look for this evening?
0: No Dodonov tonight, too. Yep. Um, and and uh, DeBoer said they've got some game-time decisions, so... I'm really curious. Is any chance he's going to go 11 and seven? On one level, I kind of want to see Maverick Bork. Um, I just don't know if we're going to see that. I, I just don't know if he's going yeah, to do yeah. that. Um, like he, you know what? Like I thought he had a really smart quote about it. About like, let's just put our team in the best position to win, and that's what he's going to do, which I, I think is the right kind of way to look at it. Um, look. I, I, Dallas is reeling. And, you know, the, the other thing the other night is it's it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to get embarrassed. And Dallas got embarrassed the other night. And it happens. Like, it happens to all of us. The thing is, is, like, how do you react from it? Yep. And I think this Dallas team is going to react. Like, I just do not see them rolling over and going down easy I think they're going to be controlled I think they're going to be smart I think they're going to come out and they're going to give it everything that they've got does it mean they win not necessarily Vegas Mm -hmm. is a machine right now but I just think you're going to get Dallas's best because I think when you get embarrassed like that you say guys we could win we could lose but if we're losing we're not losing like that
1: Uh, Real quick before I wrap up here, there's – and I can't believe I've done this. This is 90 minutes into this program right now. I have not mentioned Kyle Dubas once. I have not mentioned the Maple Leafs general manager search once. I have not mentioned the Ottawa Senator sale once. I have not mentioned the Pittsburgh Penguins situation once. I have not mentioned coaching vacancies once. I have not mentioned the new coaching hotness Spencer Carberry once – is there any <laughs> of these topics here that amuse you right now? And is there anything new on any of them? I'm
0: thinking of good fellows. Do I amuse <laughs> you? Uh, you know, I, I, I think this. I think the Pittsburgh situation is in is, i think it's in a lot of ways, I think it's up to Dubas. Yeah. Um I think I think we're gonna get some clarity on Nashville's coaching one way or the other soon. Mm-hmm. Um you know i uh i i want i think that um you know i, I think Tree Living's been interviewed in Toronto uh, I don't know exact the timeline, but I, I think he's either having or he's had his interview mm-hmm. and I think they're going to talk to a few other people um you know i i I think Toronto's really starting their process in earnest. I think Dubas has a lot, like I, I really think in Pittsburgh, it's probably Dubas's call and uh, Ottawa. I, I just don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's a lot to go through. Like, obviously I think we're getting closer cause we just are, mm-hmm. but I've just heard it's been an incredibly complicated process going through all the and, and trying to discover exactly what is what and, you know, like, one of the things is, like, they always talk about how much of it is equity and how much of it is debt load. And you kind of go through all that and try to figure it out. Uh,
1: for taller foreheads than mine, Elliot Friedman, for taller That's foreheads for sure. than mine. Okay, uh, en- enjoy your afternoon. Uh, we'll enjoy the games tonight. Um, the, the game tonight, rather, Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. Pre-game, 7.30 Eastern, Hockey Central. Your host, Ron McClain. Puck drops just after mm-hmm. 8 o'clock on Sportsnet and CBC We will check you out on the Magic Eyeball, Magic Friedman. All
0: right. Take care, my man. See you soon.
1: All right. And then podcast into the wee, wee hours, uh, regardless of what happens tonight, because we have the Carolina Hurricanes issue to deal with the Florida Panthers. advance to the Stanley Cup final, but I think we'll do more on the podcast that'll come out tomorrow on what's next, because there's a lot of decisions on the horizon here for Don Waddell, the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes. Speaking of general managers, uh, so a couple of nights ago, we, uh, we aired the feature uh, interview that I did with Jim Nill, the GM of the Dallas Stars. Uh, the entire interview is available at our YouTube channel, the Sportsnet YouTube channel. I'm going to come back and play some more of that, um, some more of that interview as the Dallas Stars face off against Vegas tonight. And I want to make sure we get this in because it might be the last time we see Dallas this season, if you know what I mean. So we'll get to the Jim Nell interview here in a couple of moments. Merrick show continues and he'll talk about the 2017 draft and he'll talk about family and talk about, I think we have some of the Ottinger stuff in there. I'm not sure. A lot of good stuff in here from Jim Nell coming up in a couple of moments. Um, did this interview about a month and a half ago when Elliot Amel and I were in Dallas. Merrick show continues across the Sportsnet Radio Network simulcast on Sportsnet 360 and Sportsnet Now. Back in a moment.